Welcome to the Suffering Podcast. Each week, we walk you through how suffering is the way to sustainable success and the path to greatness. We are now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any other major podcast platform. Please subscribe and like to get the latest episodes as soon as they drop. You can always find our latest episodes at thesufferingpodcast.buzzsprout.com. Please comment. We may even read your comments on future podcasts and even reach out to you for a future guest spot. Like and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for The Suffering Podcast. Here you'll see links to episodes, updates, and inside information on how to achieve greatness through the joy of suffering. So get ready, sit down, and strap in. Strap in. We are proud to introduce the Dented Development Project. In conjunction with the Suffering Podcast, the Dented Development Project is a nonprofit 501c3 with a mission. That's to help first responders and their families repair dents caused by suffering. Visit us at DentedDevelopmentProject.com and get involved today. Helping us means that we can take care of those who take care of us. Sit your ass Sit your down. Ass down. Sit your ass Sit down. down. Let's talk about the suffering. It's time to start the pain. Sit your ass down. down. Sit your ass down. And strap in. This is gonna hurt. Gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt. Gonna hurt. Let's talk about the suffering. It's time to start the pain. This is gonna hurt. It's time for the Suffering Podcast. We all need a little relief from time to time. And there's a new product out there that I want you to go check out. It's called Heroes Relief Wine. This wine's going to benefit four organizations dedicated to relieving the heavy burdens that weigh on our military and first responders' shoulders. These are people who take care of us. It's time we start returning the favor. This wine's going to benefit Live Free Farm, a veteran-run and owned animal sanctuary dedicated to the healing of invisible scars through animal therapy. 23rd Hour Angels, the healing team is comprised of three beautiful women that rescue military and first responders from the burdens that trauma causes. Dented Development Project and the Suffering Podcast help repair dents caused by suffering in first responders and their families by showing how there is light in the end of the tunnel. So go to oldyorksellers.com and search for Heroes Relief Wine or check our show notes for the link. All new Suffering Podcast gear is here. The show depends heavily on our supporters to get the word out. Let people know that suffering is a team sport and no one is alone in their struggles. Wearing the Suffering Podcast merchandise accomplishes that goal. Check out our store at thesufferingpodcast.com or check our show notes for the link. Your support and love means everything to us. For those who like to play cards, I ask this question. In the game of Texas Hold'em Poker, What's the best hand that you can be dealt? It's two aces, otherwise known as pocket aces. Now what's the worst hand? Statistically, it's seven and a two, otherwise known as seven deuce. We can't choose what hand we're dealt. We must play the cards that we're given. 
I've seen seven deuce beat pocket aces many times. It really comes down to how you play your hand, what perspective you have on all the possibilities and outcomes. Never was there a more apt analogy for life. With the proper mindset, with the proper determination, and on any given day, how you play the hand you're dealt makes the difference whether you bust or win in the game of life. I'm Kevin Donaldson here with Mike Felice. We're joined by our very good friend, Eric Engelhart. And on this episode of The Suffering Podcast, we sit down with a man whom I've come to admire for how he has played his hand that has been dealt to him. We're in the studio with Scott Stevens to discuss the suffering of a little person. Scott, we are honored. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here, and I am going to give you an amazing story that you will pretty much enjoy. You're you're just one of the coolest guys I ever met, and I happened I met you by happenstance. Scott's an entertainer, and he showed up at a at a gig, and I happened to be there, and I sat down and talked to him. I said, hey, you know what, my partner and I we do we do this show, and we really love to sit down and talk with you. And he looks at me and goes, Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, I'll do it, no problem. Yeah, I, I just thought he was a lot taller when he played for the Devils. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was, but um. You know, as you get older, you get a little shorter. So. <laughs> I hear you. I That's why be... he's 120 years old. Yeah. And I'm in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into anything, let's get into this week's social media question. And it comes from Diana. Diana writes, if you met your 18-year-old self, what advice would you give them? Scott, you're our guest today. Let's hear from you first. If I met an 18-year-old person that was exactly looked like me... I would say, get out there and be yourself and don't take any crap from anyone. Live your life to the fullest. And if people don't like the way you look, the way you're living, then I'll fuck them. Fuck them, then. Fuck them. They're not paying your bills, so do your thing. <laughs> Eric, how about you? Your 18-year-old self, aside from, uh, once again, never meeting Mike, which I think we have that in common. I probably really wouldn't change anything. I've worked hard my whole entire life since 17 years old. The more you push, the more you get out of life. You know, just don't give up on yourself. You know, when you knock it down, get back up and start over again. Just keep pushing. Mike? You know, I mean, when I was 18, it was I always want to go out and try to make everybody happy. I think one of the most important things is just make yourself happy. It's interesting because at the end of the day, when you're, when you're home alone by yourself, that's really all that matters. You know, you're not caring. Well, not caring, but you're not thinking about what other people are thinking. You just got to take care of yourself. And, you know, I wasn't like that when I was younger. You know, if I met my 18-year-old self, I'd, I'd grab him by both arms and I'd shake him. And I said, this life that you're about to lead, there's portions of it that are going to suck. But you're not as bad as you think you are, nor are you as good as you think you are. Roll with the punches and you're going to come out and you're going to be all right. Diana, thank you so much for sending that in. Keep sending in the questions, and we'll get them on the air. I would love to meet your 18-year-old self. I would have punched right in the mouth. <laughs> <clears throat> I'd love to meet Diane. <laughs> Actually, we can arrange that because I do know her. Uh, Scott, you, we've spoken at length about certain things, and like I said, you're, you're somebody who I've grown to admire for how you've lived your life, but I want you to tell everybody about yourself. Oof. All right. Sit back, relax, and <laughs> enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride and buckle up. That's the lore. Growing up in Brooklyn, I was the third child of two sisters. I was the last one born. Father always wanted a son. He got his son. And uh, when I was born, father was happy. Mother was happy. Everybody's happy. Normal child coming out. A few months later, they noticed some, you know, I wasn't growing. I wasn't, I wasn't growing enough. I wasn't where I was supposed to be. Went to doctors and doctors said, 
we we don't know. We, we, let me look into this. Ran some tests and they found out I was going to be a little person, a dwarf. Terminology is called achondroplasia is what I had. My parents said, what's, what's achondroplasia? Well, it's a type of dwarfism. There's a hundred different types of dwarfisms. Your son has the most common one, which is a good thing because many other types of dwarfisms, the child doesn't last, doesn't live that long. And they run into a lot of complications and, and problems growing up. Mental retardation, just not functioning. Your child is going to, he's going to be small, but I think he's going to be okay. I've seen parents go couple different ways on when they when they were presented with a problem with their child there's denial there's anger there's all sorts of different coping mechanisms but i know and i remember reading this or watching this tv show when i was younger where they were taking dwarfs and they were trying to do this as children and they were trying to do this this medical procedure on them where they would stretch the bones. They would put rods in their bodies. Right. And it looked awful. Like Horrible. It, it looked like something was wrong with them. I was thinking, why would you ever do that? Because what's wrong with being smaller? My daughter went to, to high school with a kid, the most popular kid in school. One day he decides he wants to make his legs longer. He looks like Frankenstein now. <laughs> he really he looks horrible. Was he also a little person? Yeah. He looks like he looks terrible. He should have stayed the way he was and See, I wouldn't do those things. I, you know, God put me on this earth for a reason and to prove people and to be a good person. And I'm not going to change who I am. You know, I'm going against God. God, you know, brought me here and I'm going to try to make him proud. I'm not going to change. Who am I to change? I'm fine the way I am. I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I'm you're not- happy. You're healthy. So why try to tempt fate and do this procedure that's untested who knows if the bone's going to become brittle i saw that and and they were showing the kids and the kids arms were growing a little bit it, yeah. it was awful looking though it was bad it was i saw this kid and i, I told my daughter why would he do that he goes i don't know i just don't know but i saw girls are doing it like 16 year old girls are doing it it's just you know if you can't love yourself and you can't be happy with yourself then that's even like plastic surgery and all that stuff yeah. i don't get that you know you Deal with the cards you're dealt. Well, that's why I've said for years now that I don't know if everybody here knows who Helen Mirren is. Helen Mirren's probably 75 years old, but she's probably one of the most beautiful women in Hollywood today because if she has had facial work, it's minimal. Just because she's got wrinkles. She's 75. She's supposed to have wrinkles. Mm -hmm. This is how you were made. And and that's nothing against taking care of yourself, but you see these, you end up looking like a Kardashian. (laughs) I mean, a lot of them in Hollywood now. Some of them are unrecognizable. I mean, have you seen Mickey Rourke lately? Oh, it's disgusting. Although you are a poster child for facial reconstruction, just mm-hmm. so you know. I'm going to reconstruct your face right after this. <laughs> <laughs> but how did your parents deal with this? They're, and they're, and, your, and the, your sisters. That's what I want to get the, out of the, the beautiful baby boy who is happy, healthy, just has this one thing that may not be perfect or perfect as from their perspective. How did your parents deal with it? Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> I was the last of, of three. My mother had me when she was 41 years old. And I think she said to my sisters, sisters you know what? You take care, you take care of this. We're going to love him. We're going to provide for him. We're going we're gonna to do everything we can to be great parents. But I want you two to, like, show him the ropes. You know, show him what it's like out there. Take him places. Take him in front of people. Have fun with him. You know, show him around to your friends and introduce me to people and... and I think it's going to be okay because you guys are the, the younger group now and you guys can deal with it. I know you can. And I owe a hundred percent to my sisters. I mean, they, 
They raised me. They grabbed me. They took me places. They didn't care, you know, who was looking. This is my brother. I'm going to love him. We're going to take care of him, and we're going to make him a really good person, and he's going to get a, a good life from us. I, I think one of the worst things you could do is hide it. Yeah. You know, you, it's not like you're going to sit in the house all day just be just say, you know, I'm, I'm a little person. I'm not going outside. Yeah, if, if you hide yourself, I mean, that's – what are you proving, you know? Eventually, you got to get out there. Unless you don't want to live and just, you might as well kill yourself. Hiding is, is an awful thing to do. But that's, I, that's great. Your sisters, your sisters. Oh, God. They, but again, it's, it's like, well, my brother does have a lot of defects, but he looks normal. <laughs> 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 he, he went the other way with that one. Like uh, some people will treat it as an oddity, but in all honesty, people are afraid of anything that is different. Yes. Clowns. Yeah. Girls, people afraid of clowns. I, I am. I'm sorry. To Are you really? I'm, I'm scared to death of clowns. Oh. It it mm. did it for me. I can't I can't handle oh. that stuff. My son <laughs> thinks it's funny as hell. I'm afraid of mice and rodents. <laughs> <laughs> so you've listened to the Suffering Podcast, and I'm really interested to hear what you think about it. I think it's a great show. I think it's an, it's an avenue where people can come on and express themselves. And walk out of here and, and and feeling good. Not only me feeling good, you guys are scratching your head now and saying, I didn't know that about him. I didn't know that that terminology. I didn't know. Wow, I learned something every day. Well, you know, Kevin said that before, too, that we, I mean, th- this has given us a great education. Yes. Because we're learning things about different people all the time. The suffering that people are going through and all the different aspects of life that we don't see. Not to mention, we have a group of friends now. That's second to none. And there are some truly dented, damaged individuals who we all have this common bond where we we join together in our own personal sufferings. But if Mike and I and Eric, we encounter somebody that maybe had a suicide in their life, well, we have resources now because we have this group of friends that went through all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say we actively go out and seek new forms of suffering. They sort of find us and they fall into our lap. But every single person has some sort of damage and they hear this and maybe just a little bit of hope, right? So I'm I'm very happy that you, you're enjoying the show. You're an amazing guy because you come walking up here. You got this big smile on your face, but I'm sure it wasn't always like that from, for you. I'm sure you had a, had some sort of suffering in your life. I mean, okay, let's get back to growing up in Brooklyn. Popular kid on the block. Everybody wanted to hang with me. Everybody thought I was really cool. Um, I, I played all sports, baseball, hockey, basketball. Yes, basketball, football. <laughs> hung out with everyone. But when it came to dating, all of a sudden, Scott, Scott's an outcast now. Who's going to date him? Who's going to go out with him? Who wants to be seen with him? Oh, he's a funny guy. I love him. He's so funny. But now you're taking me to meet your friends as boyfriend and girlfriend. And that was tough. That was kind of, that was definitely tough. You know, I was the popular kid. I was the the fun guy. But when it came to prom night, I went. I went to my prom. I, you know, I did my thing. I had fun. But dating was a little tough until I got older. When I got my car. When dating came around was, there had to be a point growing up where you realized that there's something, I'm a little bit different than the rest of the kids. Was there a point where you said, they're starting to grow and I'm not? What At what point was that? Was that the dating point? It was the, the dating point and it was um, the, pro, the proms, the dating, 
and people started hooking up with each other, and I wasn't. Mm. And I was, I was curious, you know, wh- why was that happening? Great sense of humor, pretty handsome, you know, nice-looking guy, but I wasn't growing. I wasn't tall enough to meet their criteria, and that hurt me. That hurt me a lot. Then I got involved with this organization called the Little People of America. And Is that, that the one that has the conventions? Yes. Yes, okay. All right. And that's an organization that's all over the world. There's chapters out here in Jersey, New York, where you meet people. It's like a singles club almost. You meet people, you, you share your stories with them, and all of a sudden now you guys are on the same wavelength. You're seeing eye to eye. You're, <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> you're, you're, you're talking about what doctor do you go to? What, was, what kind of dwarfism do you have? Um, what was your growing up like? And now you see now, goodbye tall people. Yeah. I got these, this group of people now that we have a lot in common. Well, because it, you know, like you said, it's a common bond now. Yeah, now it's you a know, bond. Kevin and I were in law enforcement. We generally tend to hang out with people in law enforcement mm-hmm. because that's the common bond. Because nobody mm-hmm. understands better what your life has been than them. Than them. Yep. Right. And for a whole week, when you go to these conventions, it's like, you guys would be the outcasts, not the podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> you guys would be the outcasts, and and the whole world's little. The whole hotel is like a thousand little people running around, and you guys that are coming in here, get out, get the fuck out. I imagine <laughs> this is like this is like uh, what's one of those dating apps on steroids? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can imagine that there is a lot of ass being thrown around at these conventions. There is, there's ass, there's. Drug, there's fun stuff going on. <laughs> there's twosomes, threesomes. There's, <laughs> there's fun. But then when it's over, everyone goes their own way now. Right. Now it's back to reality. Now I gotta face you guys again, which is fine. It's okay. But now then I gotta turn. All of a sudden, my life started turning. I met a tall person. We went on a date. I, could, I thought she was going out with me for sympathy. I thought she was going out with me for. For just a friendly date, but that's on you, though. Yeah, that's, that's what I was that's, feeling. That's that's a funny thing. She, she, I don't know her, but she probably was like, "This is a cool guy," but you had these insecurities, I guess. Exactly, and I said, "This is this ain't gonna last." Let me let me take her out. Let me wine her. Let me dine her. Let me maybe sixty nine her. No, let me wine her, dine. Let me you know tell her laid out and tell her who I am, and all of a sudden I'm getting a second date. A third date, a fourth date, a fifth date. We went to a drive-in. I went to get her a big soda. I come back. I dropped it all over her. The bottom fell out. Uh, we went to the wrong movie. We, we, we saw a different movie. When the night was over, I said, I'm really sorry. She said, the best fucking night I ever had. Yeah. I got, but I, I, I messed up. It doesn't matter. It's, it's how I see you inside. We wound up getting married in 93. I'm jumping now. Mm-hmm. I'm jumping like crazy right now. We had a child, and unfortunately, she passed away three years ago. I'm sorry so to hear sorry. that. Mm-hmm. But I'm raising a beautiful 24-year-old girl who's a teacher in Queens, and uh, I'm doing good. I got my life back. I've had a lot of obstacles. I've, I've had to jump a lot of hurdles. Sometimes I have to go under the hurdles. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going to say something. But I, See, you got to stop. You gotta I'll, let him, I'll let him pick <laughs> on himself. You got to stop. I'm getting engrossed into the story, and then you throw that stuff in there. And I was like, oh, man, I, you almost feel guilty about laughing. But I'm jumping around like, like crazy right now. I was going to say a curb is a hurdle. But that's, <laughs> but that's yeah. So you, if you ever thought in your life, you were, and this is going to sound very odd, but mm-hmm. if you ever thought in your life that you had these insecurities and you're alone in these insecurities – you have to veer towards the porn industry. 
Because once the porn industry has a genre that's specific to whatever your ailment is, you know you've been accepted and there is somebody out there who really, really digs you. That is true. I mean, I've watched it. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't. um... Bridget. Bridget, yeah. Bridget, right? Bridget the midget. We'll get into that word. <laughs> I've heard of her. I've heard yeah, of her. Uh, yeah I, I've heard the name. I've okay. heard it from Howard Stern, and I actually, I've watched her some of her. <laughs> she, she's, she's a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> she just got arrested. She stabbed somebody, didn't she? Yeah, she somebody. got arrested, yeah. Tra- trainer. But there are some hot little good-looking women, especially out here in Jersey. For the little people community? Yeah. I've dated a couple out here. There's there's one in particular on Instagram, and it's called mm-hmm. uh, Joe Mini Joe Dancer. Mini Dancer. Joe, Joe. Oh, Joe, Joe. She's crazy, that girl. I love that All girl. All she does is go like this. I love that girl. <laughs> yeah. Because you look at her face, yes. and she's so happy. She's doing the same moves every time, though. <laughs> I don't care. Who cares? <laughs> I don't care. She's so happy. Joe, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we, we watch her. She, Joe, Joe Mini Dancer. And the other one, Freak of Brit. Freak of Brit. Well, Freak of Brit, she's, she's a good-looking girl. <laughs> she's a really good-looking yeah. girl. Jojo's, a, Jojo's funny. We yeah. watch her a lot. They just show you that we're here. We're we're happy. We're, there's nothing. There's nothing at all that's odd about us. We're only odd because you're. We're not like you. Exactly. And in a world where we're all trying to be unique. Let me advertise. Men want to date little people today. I mean, I have friends at my job. She's single. She's little. I don't care. Who cares? I want to, I want to meet her. I want to hang out with her. Well, I'm Irish, like, so want... that might work in my favor. <laughs> I, I might. Yeah. <laughs> but. I'm living a great life right now. Do I wish my wife was here? Absolutely. But, you know, I got to go on. Brush myself off. Losing your wife. It was, that was tough. Because here I am, 24 years, we're married. Things are going great. And, you know, I still got the little people friends, but I'm married now. Um, I'm home, coming home to a great home, child. Was she accepted in the little people community? Yeah, they liked it. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Did, yeah. I didn't want to say did they look down on her. <laughs> but was she accepted? Yes. She liked, she, in fact, she encouraged me to keep going to these things. You know, don't forget about them. They were your friends. They, you know, they were in your life. I guess what Mike and I can relate because we go to this thing for uh, Blue Magazine called Moment of Silence and it's to, it's to eradicate blue suicide. Mm-hmm. And there's never a place that we feel more at home and more accepted because everybody there has in some way, shape or form been affected by blue suicide so we have that common bond i can imagine that's what this is like at these conventions yeah i mean she always said that don't forget about them go to those conventions go go to those meetings you need to go did she know about all the sex going on at the (laughs) i'm sure she did she did she knows now (laughs) but she my sisters and even told my my sister even told her you know you're married to my brother love him but let him continue to do not to do. Let him to continue to go to these meetings and hang out with his friends because what's well, important. When's the yeah. next meeting? Yeah. And can can I come as your guest? You can you can come. Yes. <laughs> yes. If they're as wild as you say they are, I'm in. You can I'm come. I, you, Elizabeth, I don't care what I got to do. I, you can I'm, hang out with the parents. <laughs> or meet meet the parents. Meet the parents. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's pretty cool though. That there's there's a place where you feel safe. You feel accepted. You feel where you can share information, and mm-hmm. it becomes an educational thing. You touched on something earlier with Bridget. I know her professional name is Bridget the Midget. Yeah. And I know that word is a no-no <clears throat> in your world. It's such a – to me, it's like a dangerous word. It, it's – especially when you're with a group of friends, like we're at the mall and someone will yell across the, the mall, look at that midget. And I'm with three of my buddies 
first of all, they're ready to kill, right. which is it's embarrassing to me. Because I, I tell them, it's okay, it's all right, don't worry, it's okay. But the, I don't know, the word is just like, it just makes me sick. Now, what about that word is is so visceral for you? It's it's it it makes me look like a freak, like like why am I here? You should be in the circus, you know. You you, you should be hanging out with these people. You you should be doing like 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 stunt work, jumping out of a cannon or <laughs> something stupid. You don't deserve even, even today. This happens. No. No. Okay. No. This is twenty probably eighties nineties. Yeah, yeah. 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 No. Today. A lot of that's, when, want, that's when nobody knew that that word was offensive. Yeah. Also. Today it's like you got the shows on TV now. You got the little couple. You got the little, little people, people, big, big world, world or whatever that is. You have Peter Dinklage. You have uh, Scott Williams, the comedian, who is probably oh, one of the funniest people you ever met in your he's life. He's great. Was you that have after Troy or Troy? Troy. But he he fell into the trap of a lot of little people, like yeah. Hank, where they. They're so affected and so insecure by Vern, what they Vern are. Troyer. Vern Troyer. Vern Troyer. The, what they are is they, they, they numb it. They numb it. Where you, my friend, I think you've gone a different route. We'll get into that because you've sort of embraced it. And I love it. I yeah. think it's awesome. But I also know when to draw the line, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a regular job, and then I do my side acting jobs. I know how to change costumes. I know how to be the nine-to-five guy and be professional. Then on the weekends, I'm doing gigs like Halloween parties. I know how to change into that role, so I'm good. Some people just stay in one role, like the Vern Troy is. You know, I don't do that, which is I, I love that about myself. But you have little people now that are in all walks of life. One of my favorites is uh, his name is Jason Acuna. So Jason Acuna, for those of you who don't know, is Wee Man from Jackass. Oh, yeah. He's a professional skater. So you have a little person who's now a professional athlete, and anybody who thinks that skateboarding is not a sport, go do it and mm-hmm. see how you- Fucking guy could kick himself in the forehead. And then, <laughs> yummy, yummy people have come up to me and said, can you kick me in the forehead? <laughs> if I give you 50 bucks, can you kick him in the leg? Can you can you just like punch his balls? I'll give you $100. You know what? I've done it a couple of times. <laughs> hey, I mean, a buck's a buck. hundred bucks? I'll, I'll, I'll kick him in the air. Nobody's ever paid me to kick him in the balls. <laughs> I, I usually end up paying in the in the long run. So you have all these all these little people now that are the the lines have been blurred. There is no more you're small, I'm big. Mm-hmm. It's all we're just human beings. Yeah. Society is in general is they're they're quick to look at someone that's different and just judge people. We're a very judgmental society. We've always been. I think mm-hmm. we've always been that way. But and and that's the way race is too now. Throughout, you know, people are being judged based on their race without getting to actually know that person. Exactly. Once they get to know you, they'll hate you all the same. Yeah. It, it, White, black, small, little it, people. Yeah, I, I they call. All, they I, all hate me. I call it the five minute novelty wears off. Once you meet me, the first five minutes, then the novelty wears off. Then I'm one of you guys. You know, I I, I speak clearly. I, I I pour it out there, and then like ten minutes later. Wow, he's like one of us. He's cool. But I've also seen, I've met several little people throughout my life, and I've known some of them to be gentlemen. They were all men, all men. Gentlemen. There was one in particular. I was probably about five or six years old, and we, my great-grandmother was in, uh, she had to go in an assisted living facility. And one half of the wing was for elderly. The other half was for, I guess, like convalescent type of, type of people didn't have anywhere else to go. So as we're walking out, there's a little person there, and 
I'm a five or six year old kid. I've never seen anything like this. I used to do it with the bald guys too. I used to call them baldy hair man. My my parents would shrivel in fear when I'd say it because it was something I didn't know about. I shrivel in fear when you say that now. <laughs> you offended? You <laughs> <Yeah>. Triggered? <laughs> triggered. <laughs> so, but there you go again with that word. Yeah, the trigger word. I, I didn't say, "Oh my God, look at him!" I just went over and turned my head, looked at him, and walked out the door. Well, the minute my father was behind me, and the minute I turned my head, this this guy gave me the finger. He gave really? me the finger because he was, I guess he, he just got tired of people looking at he him. He didn't like, he didn't like the way you were looking at him. He, he, he didn't like it. He felt offended. He felt angry. And he, that's what he, I'll give you a great example. We were in a department store many years ago. I must've been about 10, 11 years old. And I was shopping for clothes, which is not easy, but we'll get into that too. <laughs> <laughs> the suffering of shopping the, for clothes yeah, is a little person. That, you know, that, the next, that was one of the questions on my list well, today. You, you know, I'll answer them all. No, that's, that's part of the problems. Cause there's a lot of things that people take for granted that they do every single day that, are difficult for you. I was in, when I was producing the outline for this show, I'm standing in my kitchen and I look up at my second row of cabinets and I go, for Scott, these are obsolete. It's, it's a, it's a chore. It's a, it's a job. Yeah. You got to get a lap. You got to get a step stool to get up there. Got to get an escalator. Yeah. (laughs) So there's some, there's, there's gotta be a lot of things in your life that have just. Well, growing up would, would be first and foremost, driving, shopping for clothes, Dating. Well, how does how does driving? Let's let's start there. How okay. does driving? On my car, I have ex- pedal extensions. Okay. Where they clamp onto the regular pedals, and you adjust them to my liking, to my the way I could drive. I drive with that. If let's say God forbid I got stupid drunk one night, and you're hanging out with me, and I've my, seen you at parties by the way. My <laughs> that could happen pretty easy. I don't know how I got on that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, he was in uh, Lynnhurst, New Jersey, not Mars Plains. <laughs> yeah. <that's- laughs> <laughs> and say so you were hanging out with me one night. You have my designated driver. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. Your knees are not gonna come up to your shoulders. You're not gonna have to drive with my hands. You're not gonna use that. You're gonna go underneath, like yeah. where the regular pedals are. Right. And that's how you you're gonna drive my car home. You know, it's another thing. Like if some if I had to drive your car home, that's that's a great point. How am I gonna do it? Right. I can't fit in your car. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go in the car. You're gonna think before you're gonna say. I can't use these pedals. <laughs> Maybe they're connected. This is what a smart person would say. Maybe they're connected you, to You're something. talking to Kevin right now. Yeah, I know. That's smart. He's going to call you an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't what, use these pedals. Okay. Maybe it's connected to, to something. Oh, there's the regular pedals. Okay. A normal guy would do that. I went to a Broadway show five years ago. Parked my car in a lot. Guy that tried to be a wise ass. Used my pedals. Fucked up my car. <laughs> Swear to God, sixth grand valet. Holy I was just going to say, did you ever go to? That yes. was my next question. Did you ever go to a valet? And one a, time, and a guy looks at it and said, "What the fuck is this?" One, one time, he tried to play around with them. Fucked up the whole thing. I mean, if I, I was sued. I had a. If car. I was the valet, I'd be like, you know what? Just go park yourself. Just Took go me. Park I, I had to wait a week for my car. They paid for everything. They had to. Wow. I was gonna. I was. I was furious. I was so mad. So what else are some common difficulties that somebody else might not realize? Well, driving is definitely one. Shopping for clothes is two. You know, I mean, the, the 
The waist is fine, but you know you got to get the pants altered. You got to you know fix the pants. Which, Every pair of pants you buy, you got to get altered. Pretty much. Well, you know, oh, and it's it's pretty weird much. because they have big and tall stores. Yeah, they don't have short and little they, stores. Yeah, short and little stores. <laughs> That's short and small stores. If I hit the lottery, I'm opening up a short and little store. There you go, right, and open it right outside the convention. Right outside yeah. the right right next to the big and tall man. Just store. set up a couple stands out there. You <laughs> exactly. make a ton of money. Tons. Suits are kind of tough a little bit. I own a lot of suits and clothes, but I love clothes. But um, yeah, clothing could be tough. Driving could be tough. Dating could be tough. But I've over. I love myself. I can't help it. I've overcome all these things. It was like there was a barrier, and I went right through the barrier. I went right through. I didn't give a fuck. Nothing was going to stop me. Well, you have all these kids now modifying their bodies. They're putting these hoops in their nose and their ears to look unique and different. You, my friend. We're given that gift at birth. You didn't have to do anything. They're embracing their uniqueness, and you've done the same thing. I, that's I, it's I, awesome. Every day is a challenge for me. Every fucking day is a challenge for me. It's either going to be a good day, bad day, but I'm going to make that bad day into a good day because I, I don't care what people think. I don't care. I mean, you either accept me of who I am or... Just walk away. That, that's the main thing. It's all about loving yourself and right. accepting you gotta yourself. Love you you got to love yourself. You got to. You got to accept the gifts you've been given. This is the cards I was dealt with, and I got to deal with it. Yep. Well, and there's I, my, my kids now. So this is why you could never survive in my house. My kids now are getting to the point where they're growing beyond this. There's a lot of gas being emitted in my house. <laughs> and you, my friend, are not at the right level. <laughs> you are not at the right level. What's it like to be the first one to smell a fart? <laughs> well, especially when you're in an elevator. <laughs> I, I should make announcements. Please don't fart. On me. <laughs> I'm down here. Right. <laughs> don't fart. Please don't fart. Wait till the door is open. I'll give you crap in your pants. There was, there was a blooper from the movie um, The Love Guru where Vern Troyer said something like he turned around and somebody one of the the regular size extras walked right into him and his forehead caught him right in the nuts jeez and that that, that's something how would you ever anticipate that stuff and he and he he laughed it off you know obviously see i i use i use it the other way like the girl wants to take a picture with me and she and i'm right up to her Mm -hmm. i said god you smell good (laughs) gee your hair smells terrific (laughs) exactly and then he's then they say to themselves like a sense of humor. If you've done that before, has any woman ever gotten offended? No. See, this is this is bullshit. Yeah, exactly. If <laughs> we said that, bullshit. Yeah, if we said you that, you guys we say get, that. Yeah, no, fuck. Smacked in the face. No, pretty much no, no. This is this is this is uh, discrimination against against me being sick, over six foot. This is what that is. Never. Maybe they might have made a face, but then. They're going to get upset if you bend down and go, boy, you smell beautiful. Exactly. As opposed to standing straight up and going, oh, you smell really nice. Like if they, if they did say, what? I said, I meant, the, you know, the perfume you're wearing. What did you think I meant? But you, when you show up at these places, does, does anybody ever get a little freaked out by you? Or in general, most people are accepting? I've done parties where um, the wife of the husband, it was a husband's birthday party. The wife actually told me to go home because she... She didn't want to be exploited by me. I said, "All right, I'll leave. pay me first. Do you, it, she didn't want to exploit she, you. She didn't want to. She didn't want me around her friends 
to be exploited. Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She didn't want that. She, that's not what my husband hired. I don't know where, where he got you from, but you're going to have to leave. Well, did you ever, did you ever feel exploited? No. Me, you know me, I walk right into a room. I light up a room. I don't care. The most, by far, shows up at a party where he, nobody knows him. No one knew me. The most popular guy in the, in the place. And it's Halloween. So all the girls are, I mean, Halloween is an excuse for girls to dress like, <clears throat> you know what? I should have hung around you the rest of the night. I, I, I really should have. I think it's, again, it goes back to my sisters. They threw me into the, into the, the woods, whatever. They threw me into the fire. I always been an outgoing person. I've, I've never hit, I never sugarcoated anything. I never hit anything. I, I went out there and I, you like me, you like me, you don't, you don't. Well, has there ever been a time when you've actually gotten offended at something? Or what's the most offensive thing somebody's ever said to you? When the department store, I think I was about to tell you that story. I was looking at clothes and this little kid, it had to be about five, six, comes running up to me. And the mother, it was a black couple. The little kid comes up to me. Now, I don't know how this kid knew this movie. My mother wants to know. My <laughs> mother wants to know if you were in The Wizard of Oz. And I'm saying to myself, the kid's five years old. The movie came out in 1939. How would the kid know that movie? The mother told him. And I saw the mother right there. I said, do me a favor. I said to the kid, ask your mother if she was in the color purple. <laughs> so now... You want to offend me? Touche. Uh, Touche on you, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to get your ass back. They they made a movie years ago, and I think it was I think Chevy Chase was in a movie. It was called Under, Under the, the Rainbow. Rainbow, where the the mistreatment of the little people in that movie. Oh, it was a, it was a crazy movie. But some of them some of them were, were hanging pranksters. from chandeliers. Yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a little person's convention. That's why I want to go. Purple. Pat, like- Pat Byland was like three foot nine. Walks out of the elevator under a woman's legs. Yeah. <laughs> he walks right through her legs. Oh, it was, it was a crazy freak show. I one, one of those guys lived in a town my parents grew up in, and I saw him when I was a little kid. Really? Yeah, and he, get this, he drove an Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. So you want to talk about it, somebody who has embraced himself. Wow. That guy did it. And he was a great guy. Like, after you got over the initial shock that here comes this little person getting out of a big giant hot dog, he was a really great guy. I'll, give, I'll tell you another funny story once. This wasn't me. All right, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy I know. <laughs> Had an accident uh, driving, and a guy hits my car. Oh, I hit his car. I hit his car. He, come, I, he comes out of the car. No, I come out of the car. I said to him, I'm not happy. The guy looks at me and goes, damn, I thought you were dopey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, true story. You, how could you not laugh at that, though? That's funny. Yeah, I, that funny. If it's funny, I'm going to laugh. That's funny. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> but I, there's tons of there's tons of jokes. There's tons of I've I've had the best life anyone can have. I mean, I've had my ups and my downs, but all in all, I've lived a damn good life. When you were younger, growing up, did you ever meet another little person? Oh, during. You know, I, your, was petrif- your, your school, I was petrified. School years or anything like that. My first weekend, we went to Utica, New York. I was twelve. First time being around little people at a, like a, a weekend convention. Uh, we took a bus to Utica. Got off the bus, got into the hotel. Saw like three hundred little people. I said, oh, "I gotta get the fuck out of here." <laughs> I, I gotta. I got. I, I, I said to my sister. My sister took me there. I can't do this. I That's can't. when he realizes he hates little people. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't be around these people. I'm not like them. I don't walk like that. 
I don't have a head like that. I don't. I, I locked myself in the room. Friday night was the dance party. I didn't go. Saturday was the meetings and breakfast. I didn't go. Saturday night, I finally went out and had a good time. But that twenty that twenty four hour period, I, I wouldn't come out of my room. I couldn't do it. That was like the first time you were around. Other it, was, little it, was, it was a shell. It was a shock, and I had to like. Twelve years old. I'm starting to think now. How do I handle? How do I handle this? How do I, I'm not like that person. I don't walk like that. I walk differently. I don't dress like that. I don't look like that. Was it just because you didn't know there was that many little people in the world, or just the overabundance of the overabundance people? of everyone? Just, just, just. It's almost like you're a little claustrophobic. It's amazing because it, it, looking at it from an outsider's perspective, you go into a room that. Everybody is a little person. First time I've you, seen all these people. You would have thought that, hey, I'm not alone here. I'm not alone. I'm, I, I'm okay. I, I took the opposite. Yeah. And that's not like me. You know, I, I, I engage in everyone. I, I'm the life of the party. But that weekend, like, oof, that was like shocking. I guess it just got to you after a little bit saying, it, well. But now, was, now you come to embrace it. Now it's like old hat now it's nothing it's like yeah. now, now you see another little person you're high-fiving them high-five hey, I'm, I'm, hey, getting, I'm, I'm getting their number <laughs> <laughs> if it's a girl yeah <laughs> as far as medically is there any long-term effects from say the say the medical ter- term for me again achondroplasia achondroplasia it's a type of dwarfism if you're gonna be a little person be that be that. <laughs> <laughs> because you know it's the most common type and you don't you don't live a long time you know Pretty much long. Because Mike has achondroplasia between his legs. Does he really? Yes. Then he's going to be living a very long time. <laughs> God bless you. See, Kevin knows because he's been <laughs> he's been there. So. That's another show. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but is aside from, is there any type of medical difficulties that you've experienced? The walking. I mean, I was limping. I was mm-hmm. yeah, like unbalanced a little well, bit. You, I, I figured you did that because you were you were in the car for an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, but also like my legs cramp up a little bit. I got hurt on a roller coaster ride once, where I banged my head on the ride and then my body went into like a shock. And I found out that I had tingling my fingers and I bruised my third and fourth vertebrae. And the girl that was next to me was cradling me. And the, when the ride stopped, the doctor said, if she didn't cradle you, your cord would have snapped around your neck and you would have died. Well, when does Coney Island be, the name get changed to uh, Scott Stevens Island? We we yeah. We took care of them, but... The name is still the same. <laughs> we didn't do that good. We did. I mean, the sign literally said "No one on this height," oh. and the guy let me on. So you know what? I took advantage of that. There's another difficulty I never just, thought of. Just think you got to be this tall. Yep. Exactly. Got to be this tall to ride the ride. Now it's this tall. <laughs> no. So I made I made something out of that. I had to. I was hurt. I really was hurt. All right. But I'm okay now. But other than physical forces outside physical forces is there anything in that you got to watch out for no like mental uh, uh, physical health issues anything no. like that i feel great nope i never smoked in my life i feel good i i i can you know i get a little tired from walking a couple blocks but I you're think. also how old are you 62 you're 62 and and what's your official height Four one. you're four one. 62 years old four foot one if you didn't have a limp i would say there's something really wrong with you because at 47, I limp. Yeah, people limp at 40, 37, 27. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm fortunate to never have an operation, never 
they never opened up my canal or anything. A lot of little people have operations. They want to get the canal widened, so less pressure on the neck and the legs. Never had an operation. Um, I feel good. But I've seen different forms of little people where it's it looks uh, everything on them is it, it's just a miniature version. Proportionate. Uh, yeah, proportionate version where yours, it seems to be, you have the shorter arms. Is that what it is? Shorter arms, larger head, larger head, and larger head. <laughs> Heads. Um, <laughs> and balls, they are just like gigantic. Um, balls that are like, like bowling balls. That's you, you, could put, you could put five fingers in those balls. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, things are good. Things are really, I feel good. I really do. You've grown up around this support system with your sisters and your wife, and you said you have a daughter, and correct? A daughter. Now, how's your daughter? Your daughter's got to be proud of you. Yeah, she's average size. You know, everyone says, well, she's a little too like you. I go, no. Well, then, if your wife was average size and your daughter's not little, how did that happen? Well, it's on that little people big world. They have a, a regular size kid. Yeah. Then I say regular, not to be offensive, but it's it's not a little person. Right, right. It, it's in the faith of God. However that happened, you know, it, I mean, if she grew up to be a little person, I I would have to tell her, you know, what to look for out there. But she's an average-sized person, so she's on her own. She's good. We, now, we, we, we had a little couple in my town growing up, and they had, well, like I said, I don't want to say normal, average. a, a, a non-little child. Yeah. Tr- it, it happens. Yeah. yeah it's... But it's it goes all, the other it's way all as genes. well. It's, yeah, all, it goes, it's all about the genes. It's all what genes you got. Yeah. Yep. Now, growing up, have, did you ever engage in any type of unhealthy coping mechanism? Because like you said, when you started d- dating your wife and you had that anxiety and it was self-imposed anxiety, did you ever engage in any type of uh, excess drinking or, or dangerous lifestyle in order to compensate, to try to numb that stuff, that different feeling that you had? Didn't need to. No. She made me feel too comfortable. We went everywhere together. She even said to me, hold my hand. Like, she was so comfortable around me. I didn't need to, like, to do that, that stuff. Because I've seen other little people cope with their, what they see as a disability. Because, it's, again, it's only them that's seeing it as a disability. Yeah. Vern Troyer, uh, Hank the Angry Drunken Dwarf from the Howard Stern Show. They drank themselves to death. Yeah, these these are these are men... Who probably either lost their wives or, or dating wives, or dating women just for the pleasure and fun. I didn't have that. I already, I found my mate. So my mate was, was didn't care what I looked like, didn't make me go out and drink or do a drug. I didn't have to, didn't need to do that. Do you have any little people friends that do have these so we can get them on this show? Because you're too, you're too damn happy. <laughs> uh, do I have mis- miserable little people? There's a bunch of them, yeah. There's a I'll, convention alone for them. Did, yeah, I'll give you their names. <laughs> they wrecked the hotels and everything. Check the GW Bridge. Oh, you, what you've done is you've, you've taken this this life of yours and you say look this this isn't you might see this as as something different but i'm seeing this as something great and you put yourself out there because you're an entertainer now and you hire out for parties how does that feel to put yourself out there well a lot of people say even my family was saying it one time why are you why are you doing this you know why you got to make a mockery of yourself why 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 do you want to go out there and have people like laugh at your expense. Why do you want to do that? I could, I said because I like to be around people. I like to make people happy. I'm comfortable in my own skin. Again, it goes back to if you're not happy with yourself, 
How are you going to be happy? You know, you're using the tools that you were given. Yes. Look, look at a go-go exactly. dancer. You know, a girl's girl has a great body. She becomes a go-go dancer because that's, you know, I'm not saying that's what they do, but she, she knows she could make money off of what she has. Mm -hmm. She chose that. I mean, if it's legal and you're not going to get in trouble or arrested for it, then go on and do it. I mean. I mean, some of the things that well, go the, on the, the from what I heard early. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I met Scott is when you walked into that party. It was a little jarring for a lot of people. I'm sure. Within 15 minutes of you being there, nobody nobody bothered with what whether you were a little person, big person. He's in there dancing. He's in there. He's got women all around him. And I'm sorry if you're dating anybody right now, but you had women all <laughs> around you. We could cut that out if you are dating someone. No, keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> it ups the market value. Up, yeah, that, yeah. I'll give you my number five one six. That goes back to again feeling comfortable with yourself. I'm not going to let people rain on my parade. I I refuse to do that. I I I won't allow it. I mean, I have you know everything is not peaches and cream with me. I've had my. Times of aloneness and sadness, you know, not every day is a picnic. But again, I, I try to emphasize the positive, de-emphasize the negative. Well, you've uh, turned it into a whole acting career, too. You're in lots of different movies. I've been in movies. I've been in commercials. I've been in let's talk about Stern. But, let's talk about Butt Bongo Fiesta. I was young. I was young. <laughs> I needed the money. I need the money. I need the money. My kid needed shoes. This We are sitting here with... Radio royalty right now. Yeah, Does everybody good. understand this? This was Bongo Fiesta was the start of the Howard Stern that everybody knows. Yeah, from that show, I did a, an episode where. Do you guys know Nils Lofkin? No, I don't know that. E Street Band Stern. Yeah, Nils yes. Lofkin. Yeah, 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 Nils, yeah, yeah. Am I saying it right? Howard was playing him in basketball. Nils is like five two. I'm four one. Howard's people called me and said, "Can you?" Come down and practice with Howard. Because <laughs> he's preparing for a game against Nils. I go, yeah. So I mean Howard playing by basketball. That was funny. Yeah. That was a good one. I did another one. Um Howard used to promote Snapple, the D yep. T. I would come out as a spokesmodel instead of the beautiful girl <laughs> with Snapple. Did so many. Just, just so many. Well, you've been on some some movies and TV shows as I well. Did, I did um I did The Butcher's Wife with Demi Moore. I played a scary clown. She's. I met her in person once. She is tiny. She's very tiny. She's a little petite woman. Yeah, she should come to our conventions. <laughs> <laughs> She'd do well. <laughs> I did. Um, what's the one? The Fisher King with Robin Williams. I was an extra in that, but I've, I've done cool stuff. I've done uh, the Christmas show at Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. For like six years, I played a Santa. I played. I played an elf. <laughs> Sorry, Santa. I couldn't get the Santa part. I was a rocket. I was a rocket. <laughs> Those high leg kicks. I was a croquet. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of cool stuff. I have. That's that's awesome. But does it ever feel bad when you become typecast like that? So you show up for an acting gig. Hey, the call is for a heavy sized person. Heavy sized people are going to show up on their audition. You have mob. You have mob actors. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of who I am. Comfortable in my own skin. Exactly. There you go. You all read. You read my book, huh? <laughs> There's a lot of skin there. I just yeah. want to let you know. know. That's why I said all of it. <laughs> but it has its perks. It has its. It's. It has its. It really, really good moments. 
Um, earlier, you guys were talking about, we were talking about before the show, George Steinbrenner. Mm-hmm. I have a George Steinbrenner story I want to share sure. with you. April of 1974, cap day at Yankee Stadium. I go to Yankee Stadium. I get my cap. I'm with my father. We're driving home. I wasn't born yet, just so everybody here knows. Oh, <laughs> Yanks lost that day. <laughs> driving home. I was a kid. I'm playing with the cap. I'm pulling the, the, the string. I'm pulling. I'm pulling. The cap, cap rips in half. I was devastated. So I said, Dad, look at this. I, I ripped the cap. What should I do? He goes, here's 13 cents. I go, what the fuck is that going to do? I want you to write a letter to Steinbrenner. 13 cents is going to be for the stamp. You get the stamp. The worst that can happen is he won't answer you. Tell him you went to the game that day. You got a cap. You you were playing around as a 13-year-old kid. You pulled the string. The cap broke, ripped. See what happens. Three weeks later, I get a, I should have brought the letter with me. I get a letter from George Stein and Brenner. I'm sorry about your cap. Um, I hope you're a true Yankee fan. I hope you enjoy watching the games. I would like to invite you and your father to a doubleheader against the Red Sox, where at that time you will receive a Yankee cap from a Yankee player. We go to the game. We're sitting not on top of the dugout, on the side where you could look in. You look in, yeah. Where you could look in. And we get there really early, and um, I don't know what play. It wasn't a good player. Comes out with the cap. This is from Mr. Steinbrenner. Enjoy the game. Wow, you got an official major Official league. Yankee cap. Watch the game. Get another letter from him two weeks later. Uh, how, how did you enjoy the game? We hope you, you had a good time. Feel free. If you ever need anything, call me, and we'll hook you up for future Yankee games. I must have, The next year, I must have called about for 10 games. <laughs> that's my Yankee story. I mean, that's maybe it was because I was little. Me, I don't know. It, it could be. Or maybe I was just... 13-year-old kid. Yeah, but he didn't know you were kid. little when he, when he invited you to the no, game. No, he didn't. That, so, that's so right. So I'd have to say it probably wasn't because you were little. That's right. I think he might have been touched by whatever letter you... Maybe. Yeah. To this day, my father says, you got my 13 cents? <laughs> he still he still wants it back. When you got that hat, I'm sure you I'm sure you didn't start pulling strings on no, that one either. No, no, no. You're so your father's still with us. No, he's not. He he's not anymore. anymore. I bet your father was pretty proud though before he passed. He was proud. He was proud of that I got married. He was proud that I had a good job. He was proud that that I was making a success of myself. He 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 raised a good kid. He was he he was proud. Mom was proud. Yeah, I, I turned out good. Thank God. <laughs> you realize all these advantages. At what point in your life did you realize that being a little person was something that you could capitalize on? Great question. I wrote that. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Just showing someone that I can do that you you didn't make a mistake. You hired the right guy. You know, I'm I'm going to make you proud. I'm going to give you a, a great event, and you're not going. And when the party's over. You're going to look at me as a five foot ten guy, and that is the guy that you hired me. Well, you know what it is? I mean, you're the type of person, and I could see it in your personality. You just put a smile on people's faces, whether it's because of your stature or your, your outgoing personality. We've been sitting here for an hour, and I've been <clears> smiling the whole time. I mean, you're just a, a very outgoing person. I, 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 I don't know how. I just, again, it goes back to my sisters. They threw me into the fire, and I, I came out with no burns. How do you throw someone to a fire and come out with no burns? You, you have chosen to embrace your suffering. What's, 
if from an outsider's perspective, it's got to suck to be a dwarf. It does. It's it, got to suck. It does suck. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. It does suck. Do I, if do it was, do I wish it was a magical pill that would make me grow taller? Absolutely. I would take the whole bottle. It's called Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, taller, you said. Taller. I thought you meant longer. I tried that, but it worked It worked from the waist down. It didn't build me up. But, All um, of a sudden, his feet came off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it wasn't supposed to work like that. And his lips swelled. Right. So then I went, then I went back to the Tylenol and that calmed everything down. Yeah, I wish there was a magical drug to make me taller. Would I take it? In a heartbeat. But um, there's not, there won't be, there never will be, and this is who I am. And I, again, I kind of like who you are. I like it too. I kind of like it. You, I've had, uh, we've been sitting in here for an hour, and I've had a great time. I'm laughing at listening to what some people would see as, as a very difficult life. And you've really made lemonade out of lemons, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have gone the other way. Could have. Just like you did at that convention, you could have gone the other I way. I could have, I could have decided, leave the key in the car and close the windows, and whatever happens, happens. But I, I never. It's so funny. I've never thought that in my life. I never even gave it a second thought of ending my life. Never. Now let's let's let everybody in on some of the benefits now. So we talked about if there was a magic pill, you would take it in a heartbeat. But what are the benefits of being a little person? Um, well, if you go to Disney World, you're guaranteed to go on the rides. <laughs> they put you put right to the front, front of the line. But you got to meet the height requirement. <laughs> you could still get kids' meals at McDonald's. Still get kids' meals at McDonald's, <laughs> absolutely. You Some, are the center of attention. I am the center you... of attention. Sometimes if that Yankee cap for 14 and under, I still get the cap. <laughs> <laughs> well, this 14-year-old's got a mustache. What is going on here? Gone. <laughs> it was a prop. <laughs> still get the cap. Always being the front line, the front, the front, the front center, the front of the line. The, good, good advantages. People are gonna notice you more. Like if you go to a club, remember years in the eighties, yeah. you had to go on that line. Guarantee, I would have went right through. Again, it goes back to how you present yourself. You know, don't scream, don't be a freak, don't, don't, don't be yourself, and good things will happen to you. Where can our audience reach out to you if they were so inclined to hire you? Or maybe give you a million dollars, like some of our audience has done. They can contact you, <laughs> and you will forward it to me. I can give you an email address. If they want to hire me, I can give you a... Well, do you work with an agency? I do, but I'd rather not... Give it on the air? Yeah, but I'd rather go directly to me. Okay. Forget the middle. Well, what thing. we can... If, if you'd like to reach out to Scott, I, I might regret this. <laughs> I might regret this. Just email K Donaldson at the suffering com, and I will make sure he gets it. Or daddy of Amanda 247 at gmail.com. That's that, either one, and we'll make sure that he that Scott gets it. Was daddy it? of Amanda 247 at AOL or gmail.com. Put that in the listen notes. I will I will put that in the show notes for you. We're coming to the end of this thing oh, here. Oh damn. Yeah, I know it's it's <laughs> I didn't tell you about twenty to thirty what happened to me. Twenty to thirty. I'm kidding. Well, Kevin said we were going to cut this short. <laughs> wow, he he did. Dude. Wow, let's Dude, take a that's, short. That's horrible. That's horrible. I have a gig tonight, by the way, in Short Hills. So <laughs> if anybody's around, I really need to get out of here. There is one promise I want you to make me for the future. It's please take me to one of these conventions. Please, what do you, whatever you want, we, I'll, we I just want to come. We could do a remote show. We from will there. do a remote show. 
from there. I, it's, I want to be there because this place sounds like fun. It's a, it's 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 a wild show. It's like it's almost like um, a couples weekend, but no couples, no couples. See, I'm only five nine, In the so beginning. I may be able, I may be accepted. There. You might, you might, you might, you might I can do get well. It. I'm five four. <laughs> I might have a better chance. Yeah, you might, yeah. <laughs> you guys I'll go with the, the world's tallest dwarf. Exactly. You guys will be fine. <laughs> Just set up a your, your show in the lobby, interview people. and <laughs> it, would be, it would be a fantastic show. It really would be something that would elevate us to a higher level because – and I think when you're the, – the value of your show is your attitude. Your attitude bleeds through in everything that you do. You know, I ask everybody the same question at the end of every show. It's what your life of suffering has taught you or what the suffering of a little person has taught you. Take away the suffering and make the suffering into a positive attitude. You know, I've suffered. I'm not going to lie to you. Again, I said this earlier. I've had my shares of ups and downs, more ups because... But that's not just because you're a little person. Everybody has that. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's so funny. The other day I was... With a coworker, and and they were saying to me, they were saying, oh, "I can't believe it. I, I, I'm sick. I'm not feeling well. I, I, I think, I don't know. My body's changing. I feel like I'm gonna, I wanna die." And here I am saying to myself, "I just got a hundred and sixty dollar cell phone bill, and I'm fucking worried about my cell phone bill. And this guy may not even wake up tomorrow. I mean, is that crazy? That shows you that I, that I'm okay with who I am, and." and with this poor guy, I, I feel I feel terrible. You know? well, I but, mean, your your thing you put everything in perspective. You know what you're dealing with. You put everything in perspective. I try to make an apple and you into embrace apple sauce. it. And that that is a great and you certainly don't hide from anything. You've told some jokes here that I were I. You were hesitant. Sure. You were afraid. Should course, I say that to I him? Wanna, I don't want to offend you. you. Is he going to get mad? Is he going to walk out? This, is he going to walk I, out of here? It's not even walking out. It's your human being, and I don't want to offend another human being unless it's Mike Felice. See, a lot of people. If you said something <laughs> bad, they'd probably walk out. Or, or I'm, I'm not like that's embarrassing. It's you, you came on this show, make it a positive. Correct. Don't make it into a negative. You know, don't don't have someone feel sorry for you. Make it a happy show. Make it. Education. Well, well, I've again, I've had a great education because our our discussions prior to recording this show is I I said it very clearly to you. I don't want to offend. I don't want to exploit. I do want to educate and I want to get this story out from your perspective of how you live your life because people don't realize some of the difficulties that you go through. And my friend, I am so thankful that you chose to do this. You're now, unfortunately, whether you like it or not, you're part of our family. Very grateful for what you've come here and talked about. Well, I appreciate it. You guys were great. You made me feel extremely comfortable. Not that I already am, but you guys made me just bring out things that I haven't talked about in years. Because we don't judge people. Right. You know, listen, Kevin and I aren't the same two people. I mean, thank God. <laughs> you know, we're the most fucked up people on the planet Kev, the kevin's got world. his faults i have my faults eric has his faults but no, we, no. we you know we well, and so we, do i yeah so do i we all do yeah you know we all do it's just yours happen to be physically noted you know they're noticeable, noticeable. unless you're blind <laughs> which more people were blind <laughs> they wouldn't notice me but then they'd bump into you true <laughs> more more nuts across the forehead <laughs> i will say this uh, although you're only four foot one in my mind you're eight foot tall. You're a giant. You're, you're a giant. You really are a giant. Well, my man. mom once said to me, 
don't know where she got this cliche from. A man is measured by the size of his heart, not the size of his stature. Scott, once again, thank you for joining us on The Suffering Podcast. It means a lot to us that you're here. So that's going to do it for this episode of The Suffering Podcast, The Suffering of a Little Person. And let's think about all the stuff that we learned today. You have to accept yourself and you have to be yourself. Live life to the fullest. You were made perfect. But most importantly, a man is measured by the size of his heart, not by his size. And that's going to do it for this episode of The Suffering Podcast, The Suffering of a Little Person. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we will see you on the next episode of The Suffering Podcast.